Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast, with me, your host, Neil West, and I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host, Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you? I am fine, thank you, Neil. That's good to hear. Yes, good to I hear. am. Right, I am going to take you down memory lane a little now, because okay. you might recall a few years ago, we did um, a, a training session for a high school in Bolton. And the theme was the audacity of hope. Mm. Okay, um, so I'm revisiting that now with a kind of a mindful perspective because okay. we did that before we started learning mm. about mindfulness and becoming mindful teachers. Did we? Was it the one where we had pictures of different bedrooms and? Uh, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's that we had, we had a famous painting which I'll talk mm-hmm. about in a moment, um, and then we looked at different children's lives around the world mm-hmm. and saw pictures of their bedrooms mm-hmm. and learned a little bit about their aspirations. It was about yeah. aspiration, yeah. really, I suppose, yeah. was the theme, wasn't it? Um, but the inspiration was, was, was hope. Um, and we talked about the audacity of hope. Mm-hmm. And you might remember this was from Barack Obama. Yes. Um, who could have been on my list of mindful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Barack Obama said, hope in the face of difficulty. Hope in the face of uncertainty, the audacity of hope. In the end, that is God's greatest gift to us, the bedrock of this nation, a belief in things not seen, a belief that there are better days ahead. And he said that in 2004 when he was still a senator before he was president, but then went on to write his book, The Audacity of Hope, that talks about kind of the American condition and, and what he thinks is, is, is kind of strengths of, of the humour of the American I- identity mm-hmm. and, you know, where he thinks he's going and so on. Um, and this was inspired by the painting Hope by George Frederick Watts from 1886. Um, and you may remember it. I've got a picture of it here. There will be a picture of it on our Facebook page, but it's, it's, it's quite a well-known, mm-hmm. famous painting. And in this example, Hope is um, portrayed as a broken woman who sits on top of a scorched and dying earth. Um, She's been beaten and blinded. She has only got um, a lyre to listen to, and the lyre, like a harp, has just one string. And she plucks this just one string and holds it close to her ear, and this is hope. So even though all this terrible hardship has befallen her, her her world is destroyed, her body is broken, she's been blinded, she clings onto the harp and plucks the one string so that she can hear that one note. And that is what um, gives her hope, I suppose. So, um, my question is this, I suppose. Is hope mindful? Mm, that's interesting because the very nature of hope really takes you into the future, mm. things that haven't happened yet. Whereas mindfulness, we talk about being in the present moment, no, don't we? No. But then again, hope is a positive emotion mm. that striving to don't keep always think that you know something <laughs> better 
is ahead and maybe it's a bit of a bit of gratitude being you know is she grateful for that single string in a liar okay i would think so yeah okay mm, so it's an interesting one so you can see the is is hope a mindful oxymoron mm, you cannot be mindful yeah. and have hope because mindfulness is about finding the um, conditions for happiness in this present yeah. moment so if you are putting your conditions for happiness at some future points you're catapulting yourself into the future mm. and therefore not living in this moment yeah, yeah. interesting isn't it um, so then actually I, I read a little more into this because I thought what's the sort of background of hope you know that I, mm. I kind of thought that that painting was based on the classical uh, myth if yeah. you like but it's not Hope in the ancient Greek canon is called Elpis. Mm. Don't you come across no. this? Um, Elpis is an expectation of the future that can be both positive and negative. So in, in, in ancient Greece, hope could be a good thing, but it could also be a negative thing because you might expect bad things to happen. Right, okay. okay. Um, it comes from the tale of Prometheus, Prometheus who stole fire from the gods mm. and angered the gods. And it's paralleled very much this, I think, by the Adam and Eve story, you know, where the fire kind of represents the wisdom of the gods, you know, it kind of almost gave Prometheus and humankind then godlike powers. Um, so the gods decided to punish Prometheus by creating Pandora, a woman. Okay? So it's very much the Adam and Eve myth that, you know, the, the, they're very misogynistic, these yeah. old myths, aren't they? You know, that the woman was the downfall of the man. So uh, Pandora arrives and she carries with her not a box, as we tend to think of, but a jar, a clay vessel, okay? the same material that she and Prometheus and all humanity is made from, created from this clay. Um, and the gods each chose something to put into this jar that they knew would cause suffering to Prometheus. Okay. So it's very much the Adam and Eve myth. You know, once they ate the fruit, their eyes were opened to all the kind of sinfulness and evil in the world. Um, so in the jar, you know, you've got misery and deceit and all those kind of things. But also hope, Elpis, was in the jar. Okay. Um, because all the things in the jar were kind of demigods, if you like. Right. Um, however, hope doesn't escape from the jar. She gets trapped as the lid is taken off. She gets caught up under the lid of the jar and isn't able to escape. Um, so if the jar represents the human form, then um, in a miserable world, humanity is still capable of hope. In that the jar still contains yeah. hope and the jar was kind of symbolic of humanity, humanity. because it was forged mm. from the same clay. So whilst all the horrors of, of the world were released, Hope was kept in the jar, and in a sense, then hope was kept in humanity. So it was almost like, even though all these terrible things befell Prometheus, he could still hold on to that sense of hope mm. or Elpis. Okay. Now, Elpis kind of represents not just the kind of good hope, but also what's called forbidding hope. This mm. idea that, yeah, good things might happen in the future. But before we can enjoy them, all the other bad things are going to happen. You know, this, I, yeah. I can't be happy because nothing ever goes right for me. Sort of predicting chaos and catastroph mm. catastrophizing, we yeah. call it, don't we? You know, that you look to the future and think, well, you know, nothing good can ever happen for me. So Elpis can be that sort of forbidding hope as much as she is the, the kind of comforting hope. Um, 
if you think about how the Greeks saw the world, they had a very different mindset, perhaps, to the one that we have today, because they very much believed that the gods were in control mm -hmm. and that your life was governed by fate. Uh, it was best represented, I suppose, in Shakespeare. Shakespeare held on to that kind of pre-Christian idea mm -hmm. of, of, of um, you know, a, a fate in the universe. You have your place in the universe and your fate is decided for you. Um, and the only way, really, to change your fate was to please the gods, you know, to take yeah. action. Um, so they were very much into these kind of heroic gestures, you know, the kind of people who managed their own fates in the Greek myths and legends were the strong characters who took action. Mm. You know, they didn't sit around hoping for the best. Um, so hope, in a sense, was seen as a kind of very weak uh, philosophy right. in, in, in classical times. It suggested entropy, despair, you know, you were without, if you had to rely yeah. on hope, then really nothing else going for you. And in this way, it was only really the sick and the dying who would pray to Elpis, and she's only referenced in stories in relation to the sick and the dying. When everything else was, you know, when all your other opportunities were closed to you, only then would you turn to hope. You know, so it's this idea of desperate times. Um, so the Greeks weren't really, they didn't have the same view, I suppose, of hope that perhaps like Barack Obama, who was very firmly attached to the concept, hope is what makes us great. In their mindset, you uh, created greatness yourself through your actions, and if you were dependent on hope, then you know you were, you were kind of at the end of the road already, in a right. sense. Okay. That's okay. So, this is where I get to with my can hope be a mindful concept, because like you say, um, if you are aware and alive in this present moment and open to all the conditions of gratitude, then you don't need to hope for the best. And if you project your future happiness, then you're failing in your opportunity to take advantage of that, aren't you? You know, you're missing out on what's happening now. But it's an intrinsic human emotion, isn't it? Mm -hmm. To have hope, to travel in hope, to be hopeful. It's hard to say, you know, hope isn't mindful, because it feels like it should. It feels yeah, like a good thing, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. And Barack Obama's uh, premise there, you know, it, it feels like something that we should think is important mm. to have hope, because um, it can be a comfort. It can help us through difficult times, can't mm. it? Sometimes hope is portrayed in mythology as an anchor, you know, that sailors saw the anchor as, as that which kept them safe and, and offered them protection. So they would use the anchor as a symbol of hope, you know, that it will get you through the storm of life. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is hope then? What would you, would you describe mm -hmm. hope as? I guess it's that belief that good things will happen. The belief guess, that good things yeah. will happen. That's how I, yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, would it be the, the difference between where we are now and where we want to be? Possibly, I suppose. There's one definition. Yeah, that I suppose if you're hoping for something better, aren't you? Yeah, it tends to suggest mm. that you think that the future will be better than the present. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no matter what's happened now, you've got mm. that. However, things are now, things mm. will get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, mindfulness tells us this things always change. You know, now may be difficult, but things will change. Um, not necessarily for the better, of course, yeah. but things will change. Um, it requires us to protect our thoughts into the future. But it could it, can it help us set goals? Because do we do we consider setting goals and targets a mindful thing? Well, I suppose you always link them with affirmations, even yeah. though they're not goals, are they? We you put it in the 
personal. Say, I, I can be strong. Yeah. I can be confident. Yeah, you are. The aim is is to say, as you always say, you say those things to yourself, and it doesn't matter if you don't believe them initially, because your brain doesn't know yeah. whether that's the truth or not, does it? So you're almost. So is there a sense with affirmations that you're hoping these things? Yeah, I think I think there is. You know, you you wanting them you to be true, so you're aspiring. Okay. All right. Mm. Well. Um, again, in my reading, it shows people who focus on the future experience increased levels of stress. Really? Yeah, so if you defer your gratification, if you think, well, you know, when I've done this, when I've achieved that, when I've yeah. climbed that mountain, then I can be happy. I'll be happy when I've lost yeah. this weight. I'll be when happy when I've lost when, that weight, yeah. when I've got that job. job. When I've, yeah. Yeah. You're always looking for the next thing. Aren't so you? you're always looking, so you're on that kind of hedonistic treadmill then. Yeah, aren't yeah. Um, and that appears to increase people's stress and anxiety levels. Because um, you're not happy with where you're Because you're not are, happy with where yeah. you are right now. Um, if you're planning your life out in that way, are you actually living your life now? You know, if your mm. life is a series of goals. Um, and you see a lot of these books, don't you? You know, achieve your goals in yeah. six months, whatever. Uh, a lot of self-help sort of um, implies that if you can tick off these things, yeah, then you, then, um, you will be in a better place than you are now. Mm. Um, implied perhaps that there's something wrong with you now that needs to change. Mm. And again, mindfulness doesn't really suggest that. Um, it suggests that we can unlock um, qualities within you that are already there we're not going to put anything new in. No. You are already the complete package. You just need to train your mind to access the strengths that you already have. You know, when we say you can be happy, you can be confident, you can be whatever, there are already qualities you possess. Yeah, you just, it's that self-belief. Um, so you don't have to climb any mountains to achieve those. Mm. Uh, the, the, the change comes from, change comes from within. I'll not do the old joke again, but change comes <laughs> from within. Um, if you are focused on the future, then you're not noticing your emotions. Mm. You stop observing your thoughts and feelings in this moment. And it's through observing your thoughts and feelings in this moment that you follow that path to gratitude. You mentioned earlier, didn't you, mm. about gratitude. You can't be grateful for things if you're not aware of them. That's and true. if you're not in the present moment, you can't be aware of those conditions mm. for gratitude. And that leads to happiness. Am I convincing you? Yeah, yeah. no, I can. Um, it can lead to more suffering, emptiness, low self-esteem, because what happens if you don't achieve those goals? I've yeah. set myself these 10 goals and I haven't achieved them. So I failed. I'm, I'm doubly the failure. I was, I was a failure to start with and I've failed again. Yeah. You know, so there's a, there's a risk with that kind of mindset that you set yourself up to fail because you set yourself unrealistic goals, perhaps, yeah. or your goals have changed. Um, so you failed to achieve them. Okay. I know what you're thinking. What does Tignan Pound say? I was wondering where, when, when his when wisdom would, was going to make an appearance. When would the wisdom of Tignan Pound make an appearance? Go on, so what does so Tignan Pound think about Tignan Pound says, peace can only exist in the present moment. Mm -hmm. If you truly want peace, you must be at peace right now. Okay? Yeah, because there is no other no, moment to have no. it in. This yeah. is the only one you this experience, is one isn't experience. it? So this is my question then. Is mindful hope an oxymoron? You know, can you be mindful mm. and hopeful? Um, do we need goals? Do you set goals for yourself? Um, not especially. I might have. Okay. 
things that I might I like to have, but not I'm not somebody that kind not, of you don't write lists of things no, to achieve. No, like, but then you do kind of. I would like to retire at this age, and I'd yeah. like to be, you know. Um, could you live without hope? Could you be hopeless? Hmm. I think inherently you've always got that hope. You might not be always looking into the future but you were saying earlier about you stopped listening to the news in the car yeah. on the radio because it was the news was too depressing yeah. you know that you get that sense that the world is exhausting mm. the world is overwhelmingly terrible there's there's horror at every turn in the world well i don't know if it's that that's just seems to be recently what makes it onto the mm. news like i just got to the point where very Few of the stories were feel good kind of. Mm. You know, there might be one of it. In the ancient Chinese book. philosophy, this this world of the many worlds was known as the yellow world, yeah. and it's built on corpses. The yellow earth that's built on corpses. So this is nice. this is this is the place of suffering where we dwell mm. now. Is the place of suffering. I mean, certainly, lots of religions believe that this is. Something you just have to kind of get through before you get to it. Through to so get you get to, to eternal reward. paradise. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of religions are built on that concept yeah, of hope, of aren't they? You know, you, we we mm. hope that you will get rewarded for the the the, the, the mm. good moral life. And again, are these are these mindful principles? You know, that you lead a good moral life and be rewarded. Well, no, because again, you jump into the future, right? You, yeah. like you lead a good moral life because of the good results for yeah. yourself and for others, and the yeah. community that you live in. Okay, right, so, can you use hope to connect to the goodness that is already within you? Yeah, I think you do, don't you? Because you, I don't know, you're hopeful that, with with the mindfulness, that people will get comfort from it, will realise the benefits of it. So, does hope set you up to want things that you don't already have? Mm, I suppose it does a lot better, doesn't it? Because mm, we've said you already have yeah. everything that you need. Or want things to be other than the way that they are? Can you change mm. the way that things are? Well, things do change, don't they? Things change, but can but you change can them? can you change them? Well, I suppose, you know, you, you can make yourself more positive about life and you can, we talk about, you know, when we think about neuroplasticity, the power to change. Yeah. Thoughts, change you can change mindset, yourself, yeah. but you can't change the world. No, you've you. got no, no, you know, you've, got, you've no got to accept that things yeah. are the way that they are or acknowledge them. I'm always yeah. a bit cautious of accepting. Yeah. You acknowledge that things are the way they are, mm -hmm. you can change the way you think about those. You can't change the way you are because you are already the complete mm -hmm. person, the complete package. So, you can only change the way that you think about and respond to the way things already mm -hmm. are. Yeah. I'm not trying to make you feel hopeless at this point. No, no. But, um, okay, so by accepting things as they are, we can start to meditate more deeply on the source of our suffering and, and identify really what it is that's lacking in our lives right now. So the thing that you were hoping for, why were you hoping for it? Right, so you put what it is it that you feel is not here in this present moment? Mm -hmm. What's lacking in your life now that you feel you've got to achieve at some point in the okay. future okay. so there's mm -hmm. not it's not that there is no place for hope 
It's the, what are you hoping for? How can you make it yeah, happen? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are things outside ourselves we cannot change, but the happiness and peace that you desire is already present right now in yourself, in the world. It's, it's there for you to perceive. Mm. Um, things change for the better when we find ways to be with what we experience right now. So if, like we said about the, the, the difficult emotions, nobody wants to feel angry. But if you can find ways to be with your anger, then your anger no longer is the dominant mm. emotion. So whatever the emotion is that you feel is causing you to suffer, if you can find ways to be with that suffering right now, then that suffering doesn't have the same hold on you. It doesn't lead your thoughts in the same way. So I have a bit of a summary. Okay. okay. So when you think about what you want for the future, write it down and reflect on what really matters to you. You know, why do you want to win the lottery? And I've heard people say this, you know, oh, I'd love mm. to win the lottery. Well, why? What is it you feel that's lacking in your life now that, that makes you think winning the lottery will solve that? And write those things down. You know, so that you can identify what it is that's at the root of your suffering. What are the deeper anxieties you hope it will solve? There are likely to be more realistic steps you can take to alleviate these sufferings. The chance of winning the lottery, very small. Mm -hmm. Finding other ways to solve the problems that you feel you're experiencing, mm -hmm. quite high. Uh, mindfulness can help us not to feel hopeless. So you can, mindfulness is hope in a sense, because mindfulness can help relieve the sense of hopelessness. So you can have mindful hope. The world's sufferings can seem overwhelming, but there's much in the world to be grateful for. We can connect to the goodness already in ourselves. Change and growth come from within. So it's fine to hope that things will get better, but we need to acknowledge that we can't expect things outside ourselves to change in the way that we would like. Hope should mean trusting, having faith in our own resource. No matter what's going on out there, in here, I've got everything I need. And a really nice thing I heard someone say the other day, a tree will bear fruit in its own season. Yeah. Which nice. is like hope, isn't it? Mm. But it's acknowledging that you aren't in control of things. Yeah. Things will change and the tree will bear fruit when the time is right in its own season. So I like that. Mm. So, can hope be mindful? Yeah, just raised as many questions as I've answered. Yeah, you have. It's certainly mm. a, a, a difficult one. So what could we do? How could we get this conundrum answered for <laughs> us? Well, if you have an answer or any thoughts, you can contact us as ever on our Facebook page where we are One Together CIC. You can email us at onetogethercic at gmail.com. And you can also contact us through our website, which is onetogethercic.co.uk. But for now, this is Growing the Good, the, the Mindful, Mindful podcast. podcast, and we'll see you next time. Next time. Oh. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast.